Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. Of course, that will be the Expansion Pass soon because Xbox, of course, is dead, dying, and never going to have a comeback. We are joined today by Mr. Ainsley Bowden, the host of Season Gaming Spitcast. And, of course, is that a Believe sign behind you? Yes, it is, sir. Mr. Ted Lasso it. fan over here. That's Ted all. Lasso. Good. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad, yeah. I'm just glad to see it. Glad to see Big it. Big fan. Uh, yeah. I actually you, have sir? that. No no joke. I got that after all hell broke loose in my work and people were let go and stuff and I'm leading new people now. And I was like, all right, let me see. And it's a 3D printed Believe sign. And I was like, this will be a good time to just put this up behind me. I have that up like as I'm mm-hmm. working on calls. Oh, so. nice. Excellent. I got that for one of my principals just to, you know. Yeah, sometimes you got to see it. Sometimes you yeah, see it. it's good stuff. Ted Lasso is the best show, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, it really is. Best it's show. like it's just hopium, you know. That's it is. It's it. fucking yeah. life nowadays. That's <laughs> <laughs> what Xbox needs to be watching right now. <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> some of these, some of these, some of these creators need it more than, more than ever. <laughs> God bless. I them. love Ooh. Luke. What does uh, he love? He loves something. We're waiting for the results. Moran. There he is. What happened? Did I blur again? Yeah, you, you went yeah, robot. You went right into the matrix. Great way to start the show. <laughs> Sorry, then. Yeah, like really, we just tested it. Um, I will say uh, we should introduce first Joseph Moran, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? How are you feeling? You all right? A little under the weather. A little under the weather. Fair enough. Yeah. Kids, man, yeah. he's around all those those kids all the time. It's it's a germ fest. I could really. I wanted to be a teacher for the longest time and now looking back in my 30s i was like thank god what was i thinking what was i thinking as a kid sounds like the worst job <laughs> anyway i'm glad it's your passion <laughs> i passion i do it for the money dude like, all right <laughs> get He's only for the money <laughs> yeah yeah i love that sweet fifty thousand dollar check after 15 years of doing Ooh. it it's great so. Oh, damn. Okay, don't brag about it, dude. Jesus. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to He's show just... off. I didn't show off. Anyway. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need to patronize XDP. He's loaded, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I said when I guess I apparently roboted was I love the definitive wording on some of these tweets by people that have never been to college or worked at a corporation. I love these definitive verbiage, like hyperbolic uh, statements by people who maybe play an Xbox game a year, you know, like, or they spend so much time on podcasts, they don't play games, you know, Joe's favorite panel of sevens or whatever. Like, I just get a kick out of these, these uh, people that are just like capitalizing on non-information. Yeah. And it's, it's wild to me. Do you want to make that our first topic, main topic right away? First off, again? yeah, go for it. Let's take it away. What, what are we talking about for anybody who's in the yeah. car going like, Listen, I was in a coma for this last week. What's happening over at Xbox now? <laughs> sure. So uh, several reports have been coming out from reputable sources. Stephen Totillo, Paul Tassi at The Verge, uh, a number of other piece- people. I'm sure Jason Schreier made a tweet um, discussing the fact that Sea of Thieves and or Hi-Fi Rush would likely go to other platforms. Subsequently, and within within several days' time, it was reported by those same outlets, reputable outlets with proven track records, that Xbox is examining putting more of their content onto other platforms. The verbiage being PlayStation, 
in some cases, other just other platforms. Uh, and then from there, a narrative spun up, uh, forcing Xbox and Phil Spencer to respond with a tweet saying, subsequently, we hear you uh, and we'll have more to say about our plans uh, in the following week, which we anticipate to be next week. So what's interesting about this is Xbox has already put their content on other platforms before uh, or, the, or previously exclusive content on other platforms before. There Since, is a bit you're missing, unless my ADHD got me in and out of reality for a sec. Let me... Uh, okay, okay. It's okay. also rumored that they are taking a, a back step in terms of um, not just putting their content on more places, but it, depending on who you're listening to, it could be the mm -hmm. whole slate. It could be them taking this hybrid third-party approach. Um, it's, it's that they want their games everywhere. We just don't know of the extent of the catalog. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's it's no no thank you. it's it's an important thing to point out. And I was going to say like since the Activision Blizzard merger, there's already a number of Xbox games that exist in multiple places. Uh, since the Bethesda acquisition years ago, there's a lot of Xbox games in other places, uh, and we've seen them send out previously exclusive things to other platforms, uh, i.e. Ori on Nintendo Switch. What's fascinating about it is. The idea that Xbox would suddenly be dead if they indeed do this. I have a lot of mixed emotional feelings because the question becomes, what is the box worth? And I think a lot of people are, are right to ask that. Customers do want clarity. Uh, I think next to the Activision Blizzard merger, there is the question of like, you spent all this money to entice your ecosystem and now you're giving it away. At least that's the, the verbiage that people are interpreting. And then the, the final thought, next to all of this, you had the 1900 jobs let go uh, through Activision Blizzard, new leadership acquired in Activision Blizzard since we last talked. And now we're finding out that that might have been done or set to, in motion before Activision Blizzard was acquired. All that, all that hubbubaloo is swirling around right now and really putting a damper on the social community's vibes for what Xbox is. Meanwhile, if I'm remembering correctly, the news that they might go multi-platform, their stock prices tipped up, if I'm correct. So it was very interesting to watch, and I think everybody is just asking for answers. Did I summarize the picture? Yep. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty goddamn yep. well, actually, without even reading a gosh darn thing. I like it, yeah. And uh, this all, all these rumors just started um, coming out late Sunday night. I think it was it was broke. By John from Xbox era, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then it, yes. it just started. Yeah, everybody started going. Ah, same. I've heard something. Um, yeah, I, I want to know the first question to you guys: Where were you the night of Sunday <laughs> when all hell broke loose? Where, I was. Where were you guys? I was finishing my Suicide Squad review, which was an emotional endeavor for me. Oh, uh, so I was just like, oh, God, kick me when I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be hosting a I'm not going to be hosting an Xbox show anymore. It was crazy. Ain't so you were on that seven hour stream or, or uh, the, <laughs> I sure yeah. wasn't Twitter space. No, God, no, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't live that life. No, yeah. I play. Games. You know, the crazy the crazy thing is you see, like, I don't know about you guys, but I saw, you know, I I hear the rumblings in the echo chamber and i see it get reported out and then everyone races to report some aspect of it mm -hmm. um and i just like i just read it and i'm like okay and go about my day like for some it turned into world war three 
um or like the you know the apocalypse and others i was like okay hold on like like hold on like yeah i i don't know why it became such a big thing it all all hell quite literally broke loose in the xbox community this week it was wild to watch unfold yeah and (laughs) i was literally at work and i saw like oh starfield might be the next game that that comes over and i literally i was like all right and i just started doing my work again and then uh and then an hour afterwards like oh next is like gears of war or whatever some other game was like oh this is interesting and i just peered in uh to the xbox world for a second and it was akin to the uh parks not parks and rec the community gif yeah where donald glover walks into the apartment and everything's on fire Mm -hmm. like and i'm like and this is interesting it's um I don't. I this is what the angle I want to take at it from from tonight. It's very interesting, you know. I went on a rant a few episodes back about parasocial relationships and how they are destructive in nature and they're toxic, and it's something that we have to kind of, you know, make sure that we're self aware of when we're communicating with each other online. And I don't know about you guys. Do you guys think this would have been as bad as it seemed if Xbox wasn't so communicative to their audience in such a personal way where you got, you know, Aaron Greenberg following you, you know, Phil talking to to just anyone that's anyone? Like, do you feel like this would be as chaotic as we've seen it in the Xbox sphere if it wasn't kind of built on like for me it's like relationships built on straws Mm. i i I think there's probably an argument to be made there um we we've talked before at length on this show about you know we appreciate xbox's um kind of fan the way they treat fans right they're they're closer to their fans for sure than playstation and nintendo um you know i've benefited from that in a number of ways um you know not in terms of like anything notable but just going to events and meeting people and having conversations and stuff right uh and i really do appreciate that but and and i'm certainly not alone in this but i know there's a lot of people like me who again we talk about this a lot too but you know kind of live in the corporate world and understand what that relationship actually is right we are a consumer (laughs) there they have that relationship um there's some really good people at Xbox, tremendous people like I, that tremendous people um, that, <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, no, 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 definitely not. Um, but um, like, I, I love, I love that co- a lot of the community and that relationship and um, being able to, um, you know, just be involved in that sense. But I think that there are people, right. Who take that too seriously they take it too personally and they don't recognize they don't recognize that they've kind of gotten to this place where they feel like Xbox themselves or individual people at Xbox because they're so customer facing are not really their friends yeah. um and there's you know i i know the the people who talk to some of the senior executives you know on a regular basis but even then um you know i wouldn't say they're friends you they give I mean? their it close personal a, friend Tim some advice on how to run the trillion dollar it, billion dollar companies. 
Those yeah. Um, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a business relationship. And so, you know, I've always appreciated that. I think I said, you know, I was in LA in June, you guys know that. And, you know, I was privileged enough to go to the event. I went to the private media event. I was getting coffee in the hotel in the morning and Phil was right there. He walked by, he saw me. I've talked to him before. I said, good morning, Phil. Other people like they want to race up. They say it again. And he kissed. Did he, <laughs> Did he talk to no. you? Did he say hi? What did he hey, say? He just said good morning, like, and okay. kept going about his day because, like, I'm not the person who's going to stop him and, you know, suddenly try and get involved in everything he's doing. He's a busy guy. He's got people. stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's a person just like us. He he eats the continental breakfast just like we do. <laughs> like, you he know, he's got really little waffles with us. God damn it. Like, and the funny thing is, like, I just said, good morning, Phil. He said, hey, good morning, and kept going, and I'm drinking my coffee. And then, sure enough, two other guys who I met at the event that night, really nice guys, but they saw, oh, Phil, you know, and it's like, and then he has to stop and take pictures. And he's always very gracious. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. Like, he's he's awesome with that stuff. But it that's the difference, right? I think there's, there's an expectation that because some of the people like Phil, like Aaron, like others, are, are very customer-facing, and they enjoy interacting with fans, which I think is cool. But some fans take it too too personal, and I think that's always that weird line. You see it with – it's a weird analogy, I, I realize, but you see it with music artists. You see it with uh, movie stars. You see it with famous people just in general who are well-known, right? There's always that percentage of people who think that because the well-known person spoke to them or said hi or had a conversation with them that they're now like buddy-buddy. And it's like that's, mm-hmm. that's not what that is. Like recognize the line there. Yeah. Ran into that a lot in the sports world when I was doing sports reporting because an athlete isn't big. They need all the connections they can get. Then they get big. And then it's like, ooh, what relationship <laughs> was this, right? What was it not? I saw that a lot with different reporters. Because you get their athletes' phone numbers and or your chat or DM, the, equi- the equivalent of DMs at the time. Um, and I think there's a difference between being friendly and being friends uh, because I have a strong – like. If it was Phil, I think I'd be the other people. Phil, hey, can I get that picture? Because that's that's what Xbox is to me. I am an enthusiast who reports, but I'm an enthusiast press at best. Like that's probably the best descriptor. But I'm more an. I I would not say I'm press. I think you're if you're at an event, right? Like when we went to like Fan Fest, right? That's different. Mm. Then, yeah. then okay, you know, fair, I fair. talked. To, I talked to Sarah. I talked to Phil. Like briefly. I'm not talking like for hours. Right. Um, you know, that's different. But I, you know, if you're just out having a coffee like i'm not gonna stop him give me a picture what's going on with xbox it's like dude he lives and breathes this stuff every day give him a mm-hmm. break like you know what i mean he, yeah. he's he's that's not the time to, you know to respond to joe's question the idea of like is it a result of xbox's communication or the way they have you know treated fans and and such i think so i agree. Think, i think absolutely yes i think that's mostly good but it does backfire when they have to be a corporation. Um, when you have to ax 1900 jobs, when yep. you have to do X, Y, and Z enclosures, or when you have a year like 2022, I think that happens and suddenly that feels weird or whatnot. I do think I don't mean the extremist verbiage, I mean the more centrist uh, approach here. I do think it is fair for the average Xbox fan to be concerned. That suddenly they have invested in an ecosystem that might no longer be a primary focus of the company. Yeah. That's that is, I think, a fair concern because I only need Xbox to be a focus of the company. 
the Xbox, the hardware, the focus selling point for one more generation. And then we'll all be playing on a Samsung TV and it doesn't matter or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we're one more box away from that actually being the reality. And the reality of it is I think Xbox is kind of aligned with you in that thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way I see it is like to an extent, yeah, this wouldn't have been as bad as, you know, Tim Dog's seven hour cry fest on Twitter. Um, His close personal friend. Close Joe. personal friend. Hey, uh, shout Halo with him. Not to interrupt you. Shout out to Miles in the chat and all everyone in the chat it's hanging out Miles. with us. I haven't talked to Miles him. in a while. God bless him. He, he insulted me in the chat, but I have nothing. Uh, listen. Why? You are Mr. Bad Take. That's just I'm Mr. Good Take. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> What's up, Miles? I, listen, then, uh, you know what? I'm very excited for uh, Visions of Mana, and I think it looks great. Is that a bad take, Miles? You tell me. Um, but no, I, you know, a part of me is like, it, yeah, Xbox has definitely gotten too close with influencers of all kinds, thinking like, okay, listen, hey, we know we're in a distant third. Community has to be a big focus for us. So, like, we'll shake hands with, with anybody that, that kind of will you know um and that being said i think it's given those people the mindset of like oh i know phil he he's my xbox friend i sent him messages i could give him advice (laughs) and it comes into you know this this mess that we saw sunday my question for you ains because you are actually someone that lives in the corporate world and i've seen a lot of people including myself kind of take stabs and guesses at what's going on behind you put up a good article and yeah and you put up a fantastic article by the way i just read it beforehand i didn't read um one of the (laughs) i read half of it i read half of it my adhd can get halfway through what i read too many Um, words (laughs) too many words not enough pictures i like them to move um but you know there's like this this thought right now that's happening that all these leaks are coming somewhere um, and it's coming in. It's, it's coming from the house, you know, inside the house in terms mm. of like someone is leaking this information mm. at a high level so that this stops or whatever. Like they could stop this from happening by sheer people voicing out their frustrations, concerns and whatever have you. Is any of that true? Ains? I like, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Directly fight against the panels of six. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, d- I don't know, but I would tell you I would find that extremely unlikely. Yeah. Um, you're, yeah you're because you're a person you, who talk, like, again, you're in the corporate section, uh, sector. You talk to these types of folks on the regular. He's so. been there for 47 years. 47 well, years. Well, there, there's, there's a lot of aspects of that that just don't add up, right? One, you'd be already breaking uh all sorts of corporate uh information which is a very a place you don't want to be in right that's different from kind of whispering about a a game or something but um you know uh breaking some sort of strategic plans and putting those out in public space somewhere um is a a, a, not a good place you want to be in uh two um someone in the Xbox realm that has enough knowledge of this. So you'd have to be at a certain level, right? To really understand what's actually happening and leaking it um, would be, again, compounding that first issue, which would be odd because your lower level employee who may not think about the, the uh, legal kind of issues with it 
um, is not going to have the uh, accurate information to leak anyway, right? Um, and then on top of that, even the actual thought of let me throw this out to Xbox influencers to report out and create fire on Twitter, and that's going to change the direction of Xbox leadership and uh, Microsoft is one, a kind of an absurd assumption to, reach, right? to begin with. And two, it also insults Xbox leadership by telling them they don't know their audience, which we just discussed. They know their audience. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's dumb. You're on. You're on. If I may. Yes, yes, Luke Lord. If it, if it pleases the court. Um, but Ains, Xbox Live had a price boost, and then everybody said on Twitter it shouldn't, and then they didn't. Exhibit A. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an, yeah that that's true that's very true. Um, Exhibit B, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, there have been a lot of rallies on social media that yeah. have have really captured the attention of leadership and made a big difference. You were at one, if I remember correctly, God. some years ago. Um, you know, a couple years and months today. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about at first. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Honestly, God. Co-op can't make an episode without <laughs> referencing a joke to January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's but only because it Luke's family's locked up, and we're trying to make <laughs> a point about it. Me to the DC circuit. <laughs> ask the pale white man why he put on a beanie. Y'all just ask. I don't know. Um, got I, I also I love the fact that for some reason in cast co-op i come through like a complete ghost which is yeah. the exact same lighting and setup as bitcast but it looks different mm-hmm. i don't know I don't why know. i don't know why. Um, so, but but isn't it is it that but same you're right kind of energy like for real um like we tweeted about it we're gonna change everything and it's like i don't think you are bud <laughs> no it's 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 a similar energy but i'd say the situation is different um and again this is just me talking i'm just one dude um but if you think about a price hike right you think about um plans for something like that whether it's xbox related or any subscription or any any business right and you see enough of a enough of a um outcry about it uh the the whole point of the price hike right was to generate more revenue and it was poorly thought out and executed right um i think with something like this that is seemingly much broader uh post acquisition right post spending it and a boatload of money um, which I wrote about in my article, right? I think that th- I think, let me say it this way. I think the thing that's different about this situation is companies right now across the world globally are, and you're seeing it everywhere, right? Are re- recouping from the COVID years and they're rethinking their strategic priorities based on what they hired and what they projected based on what COVID did to the global industry, right? Microsoft, obviously being the richest company in the history of mankind, is going through that as well. Some of the layoffs were likely part of the acquisition. Some of the layoffs we know Activision was already planning and it was just executed now, post-acquisition. But my point in bringing all this up is to say something like a, a strategic priority that has been decided to change your game distribution strategy is not something that is thought of in like a week, right? That's something that takes a lot of planning and probably has a lot of weight behind it from the uh, senior level of Microsoft in terms of profitability for the Xbox as a division, right? So you always have to think of Xbox as a division of Microsoft. And that's why in a lot of the articles, the, the, the kind of good articles that you read about what's going on at Xbox and Microsoft, you read a lot about Amy Hood and their CFO. 
and their finance teams and their legal teams because there's an awful lot that goes into making this calculations. And what I wrote in my article, and it's speculation, make no mistake, we haven't heard from Phil yet. But you haven't had wrote, any, no one in your DMs. <laughs> no. But so you're no. you're not gonna you're not gonna get a DM mid show that that's gonna assure you everything's gonna be all right. No, 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 that's okay. not me. No, well, I'm not privileged, if, apparently. What if I didn't what finish if my point? You have to play it with the Lancer dual sh- Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. I forgot what I was saying now. Oh I forgot now too. I got ADHD. Luke threw us off. I no. threw you off. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, what I what I was saying was that um, you know, in my opinion, based on what I've read in the reports, it feels like Daddy Microsoft has come knocking. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, of course, is that you don't, you know, you're you're at a point where Xbox has invested somewhere in the ballpark of 80 billion. I think I said this a few weeks ago. Um, 80 billion dollars, right, in the gaming division. If you're not hitting your hardware targets and you're not meeting certain internal metrics, Game Pass growth has subsided or flattened. Um, you have to start thinking about other ways of revenue generation, and that's going to mean changes. Um, and and for the people out there who are saying just keep the games exclusive, more people buy Xbox consoles. Um, please read my article. It's not the answer. It's just not. Uh, it's not twenty. You know, two thousand one, two thousand five anymore. Um, the times have changed and I, I, my, my expectation is that they're going to announce a broader game distribution strategy while simultaneously trying to walk the line of why you should invest in the ecosystem, the Xbox ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my question for you guys is, yeah. do you think they're going to be able to walk that line and not trip? Nope. Because how, like the argument would be. Why buy an Xbox if I can wait a year and get Starfield on PlayStation? Which What's is the same argument. That's the same argument you get from other from a lot of PlayStation exclusives. Um, but Xbox doesn't have the install base. They're twenty percent of the market versus eighty. Those are ballparks. But like mm-hmm. I'm remembering from the court case stuff, right? Like they don't have the market penetration to <laughs> to uh, to to really command the customer in that direction unless they wield and and utilize activision blizzard like a weapon which they don't i don't think they want to do because they want the most money so i don't and i'm not confident in their ability to message and plan appropriately and properly to win over an audience that's not meant to be a diss but like i don't feel like they're bringing in a lot of new customers i think they've got a satiated group that know they want i want gears halo ports to see these like you know what i mean like and apparently arkham and I do. And Arkham. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm ready to have this fight. Uh, but like, <laughs> well, we are going to have it. We're going to um, have it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Really Luke has it. been waiting this for weeks. Like, you know, uh, I mean, the, yeah. the destiny has come out in him. Yeah. I got it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I like how we're just calling out people tonight, you know? <laughs> let's keep it going. If Destin would shut up. God, let's you know? keep it going. All right. So let's focus. <laughs> let's focus here. So I'm not confident in Xbox's ability to do that. I'm also not confident in Xbox's uh, sh- announced games to win a mass amount of appeal. I don't think Clockwork Revolution's the answer. Avowed's the answer. I don't think Contraband, which we don't know anything about. Uh, what's the other? There's one more. There's one more. Not Hellblade. But it, well, there were two. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and Aura. And Aura. Aura might be it. But the idea, like they've got a couple that are in the like peak double A, low triple A look, like 
Clockwork Revolution. That's not winning the masses, right? Mm. I'm going to play it. I'm excited to play it. I'm there for it. But that's not bringing in many new customers the way that a Spider-Man does, right? Not just name and IP, but like Starfield, new IP. Starfield did very well, but it didn't do, I think, what they wanted it to, right? But Bethesda did not do for them what they wanted Bethesda to do, which was... Yeah, one of... Yeah, one of the things I call out in my article is exactly that, is that, look, 2022 Game Pass subscriptions were flat. We know that from the leaked court documents from APK, the acquisition, right? So then you look at 2023, and it was reportedly pretty flat again, even with tentpole releases like Starfield. Forza Motorsports, you know, it's a tentpole release, but not nowhere near Starfield, right? Yeah. Um, but even with those releases, and, and reminder, tremendous third-party support in Game Pass as well. Very so great so. releases like the personas right tactica and other uh liza mlb the p, show again and yep what's that liza p liza p another great one yep mm-hmm. so it it remained flat again so one of the sections of my article i, I basically call out looking at all the data that look <laughs> some of these things it's kind of funny because you can talk for hours about them but they're very simple and i think in my article about game pass i said there's there's only two things you can do you either have to get it in front of more people or you have to charge more those are the only two options. <laughs> that's all you have. If you charge more, then that's a risky proposition for obvious reasons, right? Everyone's kind of valuing their subscriptions. Subscription costs across the board are going up, and you're going to lose some people, and you have to make sure that the content, the people that stay with you feel the value is there, right? So that's already walking a line between the two of what's your total revenue because you're going to lose people, yet charge more to the people who stay. Is that a plus or minus? You may end up losing money by raising your price, right? Mm. The only other thing you can do is get it in front of more people and get and more. You saw that too today with Disney announcing they lost was it 1.3 million subscribers from Disney Plus after raising the price? Okay, was, yeah. yeah. So it's probably net, net positive for them because if you just do the the quick math, I'm a math guy, so you know you've lost what a few percentage points of your subscriber base because don't they have like 150 million or something crazy something like, like that. that something nuts yeah so just... you've lost you know you've lost one percent of your subs but you're charging 20 percent more so that's a big win right oh, okay. um this is why like he's that. the math guy that's why it's very know? useful to have someone that thinks like him yeah. joking aside this is literally are... my job this is what right. i do so um the only other thing i said is to get it in front of more people so you've seen that they pushed pc game pass last year a lot right and that supposedly was 158% gain or something like that. That's good. Um, but to, to your point, Luke, they're just not seeing that that growth. It's slowed, right? Mm-hmm. And so then the question becomes, how do you get Game Pass in front of more people? You already have it on Xbox and PC. What, do you, what else are you supposed to do? So you have to either put it on other competing platforms or you have to put it on more devices. As I wrote about in my article, I feel like I'm rehashing my article, but okay. more, devices, more devices is the obvious answer like tv apps right Mm -hmm. uh plugins where you don't need a console or a pc things like that but it's far easier said than done because you have ui and ux concerns you have kind of consumer knowledge concerns you have things like controller connectivity and compatibility and people even understanding what they need to play the games um you have tv agreements and kind of hardware agreements where you're going to if you're going to ship a TV with that app, what does that look like? What does that agreement look like? And that has to be done for every manufacturer, right? So you have all these things that make that a very challenging thing to do. Um, and then the, the the holy grail, of course, is, or maybe not the holy grail, maybe the, the apocalypse for some fans, is putting Game Pass on Switch or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but even that is a pain in the ass because now you've got okay what's the revenue sharing agreement Mm -hmm. do you have the same content on xbox game pass as you do on game pass on a switch Mm -hmm. probably not because of the hardware today on playstation do you release day and date your first party exclusives on playstation as well as xbox and pc and you know there's all these there's just a million questions that kind of come up and it be i uh, i said in my article like i guarantee you all these conversations are taking place and they probably um, have already taken place in oh for for a long time i promise you yeah for a long time and i'm glad i'm not the one that has to solve it though i do wish i got those types of paychecks because uh those kind of people make some serious money that said gamefire writes in with uh, a comment that you talked about again porting not just games but game pass over to like playstation and nintendo uh gamefire writes just corden said i think last week that when we first heard about the rumors that this will hurt the brand and do damage and also says that if those games are ported to playstation and nintendo uh sorry and if they're ported to uh playstation and nintendo will they sell Uh or what happens if they don't sell uh, I mean, it, yeah, I'll pull this up, make it a little easier. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm my, there we go. So Luke's not hidden. Um, well, I think that's what I've said this many times on the show. That's what you have teams of highly paid people to analyze. Uh, yeah. So I promise you they have figures around this. They may not be exact, but they have an idea. Um, and let's not forget, Minecraft is on PlayStation. Um, you know, there's other there's other Xbox games on on Diablo's other platforms. on PlayStation, Call of Duty, <clears throat> right? So they know what the sales are for those types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have they have metrics around that, and I think yeah. that um, we're probably going to see some of that next week. I one thing I do want to mention and call myself out on, on is which was a very stupid thing I said a few you either idiot. last episode or two you episodes idiot. ago. <laughs> we were talking we were talking about this already about potentially other games like Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves going to other platforms. And I remember talking about Sea of Thieves being the more interesting one because you have to you have to have someone on PlayStation essentially logging into an Xbox account and server to play Sea of Thieves. And that has broader implications than like Hi-Fi Rush which you just log in and play, right? Well, idiot me was forgetting that, of course, they already do that with Minecraft. Right. So when you when you log into Minecraft, you're playing on a server that's hosted in Azure and you're 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 seeing the Xbox logo when you play that game already. So that kind of technical hurdle is already solved. I don't know why I forgot that a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. I don't I don't think that's a I don't think you're. I, mean, I do think you're an idiot, but I don't think it's related to that specifically. <laughs> Minecraft servers were established and multi-platform for years uh before even yes, Microsoft true, acquired true. it you yeah, know yeah. then there is well, that the, the, yeah the the integration of those services has already occurred so but anyway that's off track um but no i mean yeah sure you could have a scenario where you you release starfield with its expansion next year on playstation and it sells 500,000 copies which is considered disappointing and then you know then what do you do i don't know um that could happen. I don't think it would, but it could. I th- and, and there's the element that, like, <clears throat> the solution in my mind is not a silver bullet, one answer fits, right? Like, that is not a reality. People often talk about education, and they're like, how do we fix it? Pay the teachers. Yeah, that's part of the <laughs> equation, bro. That's yeah, there's lots of things. It. But yeah. there's no, and it would take time. Like, you couldn't pay the teachers more for two years and then think, no, you need kid people, the smart people to... Mm-hmm. want to invest into that career path and then go to school for it. And then that's a 10 to 15 year draw out line. I think when you look at Xbox, to me, the immediate answer 
What? What? You're muted. I'm being silly. Keep going. Oh, Don't let me interrupt okay. you. Okay. <laughs> uh, the immediate answer <laughs> is consistently what it has been for the entirety of gaming. Right. Make better games. Make games that are enticing that you people want to play. Now, it is a much more complex thing to do now than it was even in the Xbox One PS4 generation. But the reason people buy a box is to have a certain experience. And then there's, there's again, much more complex than that. But had Starfield been better? Had Halo Infinite been complete at launch? It was good. Hey, it was good, you son of a bitch. It was good. It was good. I love it. All right. No, 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 I'm no, already no. Gonna, he's talking I'm about Starfield. Gonna... He's talking about Starfield, and it wasn't. Good. He's saying it wasn't great. It wasn't an amazing <laughs> RPG. That it didn't change my life. All right. Good. Guess good. what? It was great. You know, I you did know, have fun. <laughs> Starfield's that game when you know when people like say something they don't fully believe in their their pitch gets high. You know, yeah. people are like how yeah. was Starfield? You're like it's good. It's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's, it's good, good game. I got it. <laughs> but had the game been better been better less controversy and i don't mean in the social spaces but like even amongst critics if IGN are... didn't give it a seven because it's obviously a 9.5 <laughs> but it's fascinating Wait to up. me if the games had been better the narrative would have been different be simply put like you had in this in the Series S X generation, you had Halo, which was tied to Gen 8, Xbox One. Is that Gen 8? Tied yes. to Gen 8. It was a Gen yeah, 8, Gen 9 Gen crossover. 9. And yeah. then you had it had to play on PC also. And then you had to have a content delivery system and an engine that was new. So it was like, well, that's weird. Then you have what was, it was Forza Horizon 5. Then you have your dry year where it's only third-party releases and live service titles. See if these found its footing, lost its footing, is back found it again um, in this time window. And then you have the Bethesda year where Deathloop, Ghostwire come to the platform. Yeah, it's Age of Empires on PC. Microsoft Flight Sim is somewhere in there. And then Redfall hits, which was supposed to be a pillar, and it was a year early. Mm-hmm. Game's in a pretty good state now. Cough, cough, hand. It was a year late, but still a year early. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. Um, yeah. I had a cool conversation off. And I liked Redfall. As did I. As did I. Yeah, it was great. Um, (laughs) Redfall's good. It's good. Good game. But I did have a conversation (laughs) about Redfall, and I think you'll hear something soon from me on that, which is neat. Um, But that didn't do what it's supposed to do. You have Forza uh, Forza Motorsport, pretty feature incomplete. Didn't seem to light the world on fire. Forza's um, been one of my most disappointing things recently, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a Forza diehard, and I got crap from some people when um, I reviewed it because I, I only gave it an eight. I think you I get, scored yeah. it high. I don't know cars, but like it felt high. Yeah, I, well, experience. I don't know. Cars, yeah, you'd have to go back to my review. I gave it an eight, but it, you know, it was like an 80. I was below the meta with mm-hmm. my review, and then some of the Xbox sites gave it like a nine and a half, and I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, anyway. I, but it's a sim. And then uh, next to that, you have this poor, odd messaging. So you have some some real flounders or real confusing mm-hmm. releases in the year of your multiple exclusive games uh, coming to pass. So the Bethesda year week. And then next to that, you're still showing Hellblade and it's not out. You're still talking about Fable. Perfect Dark is nowhere to be found. Indiana Jones, is it, will it, won't it? The messaging at the time left for a community that was desperate for wins. 
and then to see this news that community went went rampant it's understandable um at least on my side as an enthusiast press who does love xbox because where is gears where's this where's that i understand but also like come on there's so many wins to be had in gaming xbox is fine they just spent 70 billion dollars and they have two cash cows between diablo's content and call of duty's content plus world of or warcraft which is an ip you can do a lot with and not to mention whatever Candy Crush does, which is Endle- not my almost endless IPs right now. I mean, their IP yeah. ownership is insane. Correct. But I do think <laughs> somewhere in there, you've got to find a way to incentivize people to your ecosystem. And that comes with something you can only get in that ecosystem. And you won't do that with Call of Duty. You won't do that with Diablo. You won't do that with Warcraft. I'm, and I'm in agreement with those ideas. So what is it? Because if you lose the box, what happens to your back and pat library? You spent how much money and time building? What happens to quick resume and some of your features? There, there are net wins and gains if a box goes away or is de-incentivized. A box is not going away, by the way. But like, not in the short term. Yeah. Oh, you went robot started, again, Luke. Started lagging again. Yeah. Is de-incentivized. Um, oh, there he yeah. is. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. You, you, you're right when you were trying to close out that point. You, yeah, you we froze. can't get through an episode without some type of technical difficulty. <laughs> yeah, you know, take a shot, um, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I joked last week that you know, if you kind of read the writing on the wall and look at where not only Xbox is headed, but Microsoft and kind of you know, you you dig really into the details, right? They've been driving towards this direction for a long time, right? The the entire end goal is service and distribution, right? It's it's not box related um i have uh talked to people that are intimately familiar with you know these types uh-huh. of things and it's just the that's the plan i mean that's where the technology is going and and really to your point luke which is one of the things i kind of but i could have talked a lot more on in my article was around the um around exactly that is the keyword is ecosystem and we've been talking about that for a while but ecosystem is how do you incentivize people one to want to invest in the Xbox ecosystem or stay invested in the Xbox ecosystem if some changes are made, right? And two, what does that look like and how do you get more people to do that? Um, Especially to your point, if console starts to be deprioritized. And and, and to be clear, not saying it's deprioritized now. Uh, It is deprioritized in the long term because you won't need a console in the long term. We just don't know where that horizon is. But the fact of the matter is, is that everything you mentioned in terms of like the the concerns I most rightly see, right, is like digital library, your digital ownership. Okay, you don't need your console for that. Um, It's it's already, you know, you're not there's nothing your console does other than authentication of your account, which is still done at the cloud level anyway. Uh, You don't need that to play your digital games. Hell, you can log in xCloud right now and play your games, right? Um, what I write about is that everything Xbox has been doing for several years now and why I'm so interested in them as a techie and an application guy is because they've been removing barriers of entry, right? They introduce xCloud. You introduce uh, Bluetooth controllers. You create touchscreen controls that are native for Xbox games. You, you do all of these things because you're slowly one by one by one by one removing barriers of entry for people to play in the Xbox ecosystem. That's the and end goal. I think what people are, are losing sight on is the fact that the Xbox ecosystem is not 
just centered around the console. Hasn't uh, been for a while. Centered around you, the gamer. It's about where do you, where? Hey, where are you? Where where are you? Are you on a phone? Okay, we'll try to get you there. Are you on a tablet? We're gonna try to get you there. Are you on this box? We're gonna we're gonna try to get you there as well. Um, or you know, are you on PC? We're we're gonna try to be there. Um, as a PlayStation guy, uh, you know, I I go back to the Insomniac hacks where PlayStation admits that you know they're uh, concerned of how Microsoft already has plans for a iPhone app. And that they don't, that they're that they're closer to mobile that than they are. So it's like to me, as a PlayStation fan, um, and not one of the ecosystem, I can understand like people's um like hesitance or like you know, nervousness around it. Uh holy shit, I just remembered Ains is super bald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he took off the beanie, it really culture shock. But like now you know, you know why he stormed the Capitol. It makes a lot yeah, more sense. Oh, my lot. God. I'd be upset to you, honestly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as a PlayStation fan, I, I'd be I'd be concerned as well. Like, when people are like, oh, these are just grown men fighting over boxes. <clears> I can understand, like, some of the attachment. Because, like, you know, you play. It's kind of like, what happens if, like, Nintendo just flipped the Switch? You can't play Metroid anymore, right? Like, the, the attachment to games that I love, like Bloodborne and Ghost, like Halo, Gears... Um, I could understand some of that for for the box for sure, um, but at the, at the same exact time, as a PlayStation fan, I look at this going, and PlayStation was four four years late to cloud and PC, and we're going to be four to five years late on them putting all their games on all different s- sorts of things. Um, that this is just yeah. this is just gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, the, the box isn't going to be the main thing. The main thing is the ecosystem where you're able to play your Last of Us, your Halos and Gears. It's going to evolve. And right now we're in this this weird uh, in between. Like we're starting to do the shift. Pikachu's starting to evolve for the kids there. <laughs> um, and it's and it's freaky because there, there's so many things that we're used to or accustomed to. I just always go back to the simple fact of like, you know, remember when Xbox ported their games to PC and we thought it was the end of the world then, and they're mm-hmm. making now more money than they ever have? You're going to be there okay. was a time. There was a time when Sonic was synonymous with the Sega Genesis. Sonic is now everywhere. People are okay. You know, Halo, Gears, uh, Forza, Sea of Thieves, they are not going anywhere except to more people, more places regardless of of whatever phil says next week in time that's what's going to happen by way of of one way or another as the ecosystem evolves and changes so i'm it'll be fun to watch there i do think it's interesting and worth pointing out that either coincidentally or not it's fascinating that halo's multiplayer and single player have been decoupled call of duty's multiplayer and and single player have been decoupled and sea of thieves is is likely going other places you've got but uh fallout 76 going other places grounded quite possibly a lot of their live service stuff may indeed hit other platforms and single player might be the draw for the the short term stay in the ecosystem yeah and that's the thing like at the end of the day we don't know the extent of so like to me I, i i'm you know i i am at the end of like this 40 minute discussion i'm like Let's just wait and see what happens mm-hmm. next week. Everybody 
keep your pants yeah and i think people are acting like next week like your console's dead you know what i mean like that's (laughs) this is just the next extension of um an evolving i forget how i worded in my article but an evolving industry right the industry has evolved in many ways over the past several decades um and this is just the next evolution of that it's all about services all about ecosystem um you know and, and believe me i say that even though i'm in tech and i you know love talking about this stuff dude i still buy physical games like I literally waited an extra day to get Infinite Wealth and Suicide Squad because I had ordered them online and I couldn't go to the store and get it because even GameStop didn't have copies. I yeah. call GameStop. They're like, yeah, we didn't get any. I'm like, all right, my world is over. This well, I'm sucks. sorry. Wait, what store did I call? I, did I call Walgreens? <laughs> no, sir, GameStop. And you don't have to get Okay. We do have so the like, new pops in if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, uh, you know, I, I, come from the age um we joke you know i'm older here i've been around since the atari and i love my consoles i love my physical games and i always will um but you you also have to be realistic uh and realize that one thing i did say two weeks ago on our last show which i absolutely stand by is that this is a very rich corporate industry now and that is going to bring with it corporate decisions and corporate decisions revolve around a single thing and that is revenue. Um, and in in obviously a derivative of revenue is your profitability. And that is going to come with, um, you know, decisions like these that are made purely from a financial. Well, what we may see again, we don't know. Uh, but decisions we think we're going to see, which are made from a financial perspective. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean gaming is going to be bad. It doesn't mean your experience is going to be terrible. In fact, as I end with an article, I think gaming is still better than it's ever been on the whole. And I think its brightest days are still ahead. Um, but you just have to get used to change. Change always comes with compromises. And um, that's what we're going to see. One thing I didn't touch on while you're talking, Luke, real quick, is what th- the big question is, how do you get players to still want to invest in the Xbox ecosystem yeah. if they can get some of those games elsewhere, if the console gets deprioritized, you know, if you make these kind of larger scale changes? That is that is the kind of golden question. And they're going to have to try and walk that line. And I joke in my article, I'm the, I'm glad I'm not the one trying to walk the line. Um, yeah. You know, uh, that's going to be really tough. I think what we'll see is you're going to see limited uh, game releases on other platforms. You're going to see games where the IP has some type of draw on other platforms or they think it can do well, right? Starfields, Indiana Jones, um, like you said, uh, live service games are probably a good thing where your user base on a monthly act, you know, an MAU count matters those types of things matter yeah, hell we we get that. mlb the show on xbox yeah. right they did that two years ago they saw double i think it's somewhere around double the player count their revenue on their um what's the mode all the sports games have where you buy packs ultimate you know, team but, but it's not it's not know, ultimate team for them, yeah whatever it is in show that was their highest profitability of that ever in diamond the show. dynasty i think it's called I think you're right. Luke was talking um, about it. Sorry, uh, Kyle was talking yeah, about it. You know Why what happened that? the next two years? The show's launching on Xbox. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's money. And what um, changed? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. People are still playing the show on on PlayStation or in That's the PlayStation why, like, on the when ecosystem. I'm, when I'm asked at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, I was asked on a, on a show earlier this week, well, what if it was Last of Us? Would you, would you have the same? Yeah, absolutely. More people get to play one of my favorite games ever made. Really? And, You'd be okay with that? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I it's like it the you know I always go back to like I'm a PlayStation gamer 
that's where I usually play most of my games, right? You guys know I'm a slut for trophies, all that jazz. But you know, if it just means that I, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> we're just, not, not just trophies. I want, I want. Listen, listen. I want to get into the Suicide Squad talk. Let's relax. Um, <laughs> but like, the reason why I'm a PlayStation gamer is not because of the box. It's because of Naughty Dog, Insomniac. You know, uh, like the whole the whole pantheon of of the PlayStation Studios. And if you know the one thing that you know, PlayStation is in that similar place. It's what I talked about on the trophy room where it's like they're finding out their ceiling. They're just in a better place because those games sell a whole lot more, <laughs> right? So, like, if a game's really great, it's a Spider-Man. It's, like, somewhere in the high 20s or low 20s, whatever. If you're God of War, you're in the 15s. <laughs> and if you're not so great, your day's gone, arguably, um, and you're at 7.5 right you're still selling really well but the the cost to make those games are getting higher and higher and you're not growing that segment yourself so you know you see playstation go into pc and what have i gotten uh, out of you know the last of us going to steam deck or what have i lost nothing i've gained nothing either just it's just there and I could play it if I want to on a steam deck and joel could look busted and that's about it so (laughs) i think yeah, Sorry, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it just it just doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, if I was if I was a younger man, <laughs> then maybe would have would have. But I think age and perspective have gotten to me. Well, and you know, we we say what are we going to gain from it? And you know, on paper, you're not gaining anything. But there there are uh, ancillary benefits, right? Because what it means is that the company that you love and support in PlayStation is making more money which allows them to fund more game development, right? And that is the goal at the end of the day, is you want Xbox. We were all very excited. Well, I'd say a lot of people were excited when Xbox acquired Bethesda, acquired ABK, and you thought about the potential of what Xbox Studios could be, right, in this large-scale thing. That takes an awful lot of money to run. It took an awful lot of money to buy. Now it takes an awful lot of money to run, right? And you want them to have the creative freedom we've seen for games like Psychonauts 2, right, that I adore, in games like that, Sea of Thieves is another one. Give them the freedom to make something like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, and you want them to be able to support their developers better. I mean, look at a game be- like Helldivers, right? It's launched on PlayStation today and PC at the same exact time. No skin off my back. Um, I would just like to get into a game because the game keeps crashing. But like, other <laughs> than that, it's like, okay, cool. It's there. Yeah, um, and I, I would just end uh, my last one. And I want to address, uh, Yasid, what's up? Man, he said, uh, the problem is no one else is evolving like Xbox. The change is good, but but only for the side that is not going through change. That's fair. Um, I see that. They have a Sega problem. They have the modem before its time. They had the always online before its time. They have the, like, like there is something to be said for advancing too quickly before the market's ready. Is that what he means? Or am I over-inferring? Um, I think he means that um, he could. I took it as... Xbox is going to put their games on other platforms, but PlayStation won't put their games on other platforms. Oh, because I've seen that argument yes. as well. Yeah. And it's yes. like, so if you're an Xbox fan, you're not gaining anything. You're just losing. Whereas a PlayStation fan is a sole player is gaining. Do you know what I mean? Which is a bad um, statement. You're not losing anything. Like you're not losing anything. Nothing's being taken away from you. Yeah, you might. You, and, well, you like might. I just said, there's ancillary benefits there because there's more revenue for the group you support, right? So you'll probably get additional games in the long run and additional new IPs and things like that. But I still think, again, at the end of the day, 
I don't think we're, we're, we're speculating on worst case scenario, perhaps. Um, I, I still think there's going to be a lot of incentive to remain invested in the Xbox ecosystem. You still, at least for the foreseeable future, get to play on a fantastic console. They've commented about next console already. You've got these devices. You've got Xbox Live. You've got Game Pass. And I still think you're going to see exclusivity to a degree. I think you're going to see benefits of being a Game Pass subscriber and being in the Xbox ecosystem. They'll probably expand the perk system or give you know some type of thing in that vein. You're still going to have benefits of being an Xbox, even if you're an Xbox-only player, you'll see benefits from first party in that vein. I think you j- they're just going to be looking at ways to increase revenue in, in various degrees. Like The idea of like, oh, if you're an Xbox console player, you get the XP boost in Call of Duty you get the little like do you talk about like that kind of stuff because that that is what i see happening once those marketing deals are done it flips they could uh you know they uh, specific to call of duty i don't know only because you know phil has been pretty clear they want that to be flat for all players right Mm -hmm. um but i i do think you'll see benefits in some vein like that for being that and again i i don't think you're gonna hear that Every Xbox game is suddenly going to be on PS5. Like, I don't think that's what you're going to see. I could be wrong. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's what you're going to see. Yeah. And let, let me end all. I think the exclusive I'll, is just Game Pass. Like, that's how I think of it. Like, I think like, it will be for some time. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, because like that's the reason why I'm buying an Xbox. Like, you know, or why I bought an Xbox. Why I'm buying an Xbox. It's, it's Game Pass. It's the fact that like, hey, I could play Call of Duty. Let's or a game that uh, tangible i could play you know sea thieves for 70 bucks on playstation or i could pay you know uh, was it 16 bucks to try it out and there's no harm no foul because if i don't like it there are 500 plus games that i could play right now um and so like for me it's like you know some people are like well they're de-incentivizing the box it's like well what do you kind of a i i i get that to an extent it's like, well, why buy the console? But it's like, to me, it's like the console's already not selling great. You have mm-hmm. to, you're, they hit their ceiling. It's they're done. This, this console is going to end up being around 50 million. You know, Phil Spencer said it. They lost a generation to lose. They're going to hang around 50 million. Look at if they were able to sell close to 60 million units with the Xbox One, <laughs> let's be honest, they're going to be able to do that with the Series X and X. So, yeah. like, for me, I don't, I don't see that argument as, all too valid because we're already seeing that people's um you know xbox's hardware is not in people's mind's eye the way that it is on other platforms like for example we bring up playstation but like the nintendo switch is about to be that highest selling video game console <laughs> ever made right we keep on bringing like like playstation into the equation there is possibly 150 million switch users running around don't you want them to get acquainted with some of you know your beloved ip let's just say i don't know like a banjo or something like that like there's something like (laughs) i just i i i don't not that i don't sympathize with it i just see maybe for those folks the sad reality of it is yeah, and I, so Rick, shout out Rick. What's going on, man? He said, um, I'd argue you're losing the gro- uh, potential growth of your platform. That can be Absolutely. fanboyish, but there's also some merit to it. And then what I would say there, Rick, is the the word platform jumps out, right? Because the console is not the platform. And so, you know, again, you have to think about ecosystem. The goal for Xbox has not changed, and that is growing 
their monthly active users in the Xbox ecosystem. How they get to that metric or how they deliver that number is probably what they're most focused on evolving, which the console will play a smaller part on part in into the future. And, but that's not new. We've known that. Um, that that's just been a reality of the the world we live in. All right, boys, listen, uh, enough of this. Luke's already on it, man. Look at these rumors, okay? (laughs) I don't like us agreeing and seeing perspectives that we maybe didn't have walking into this podcast. I want to get heated. I want to be on a – I want to die on a molehill today. We're only only giving Luke, what, four minutes to say his piece? That's about it. Yeah. Okay, Okay. Luke, talk about the Suicide Squad, your thoughts – where you want to oh. take this conversation. And just to be clear, we'll we'll come back after Xbox delivers next week. So join us and cast the next episode and we'll revisit this whole conversation. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. What are you what are you asking? I, I'm conf- what do you how do you I'm not sure how to start. I, I don't even know how to start this. That's why I'm passing it on to you because you've been okay. very passionate about Suicide Squad. You're so for the folks of I'm more know. sick of Ains being in my DMs and and telling me <laughs> that I don't feel the way I feel, and it's that it's more. Luke like feels torn because yes. to him, I didn't he, say you don't feel the way you feel. I said that you, like seemingly many others, are mad that Suicide Squad is not the next Arkham game, and that is readily apparent by everything you say. Yes. But that, but I never denied. But that. you disagreed with me yesterday when I said that. No, I think we're talking about she, two different things. You want me? You want me to put the DM up on the screen because I can. Uh, we can talk about two different. I don't mind that. To be clear, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what type of heinous <laughs> shit we've said. You know, that you <laughs> yeah, you said some. I'd have so, to. I have to cut it. You know? up, man. Like, <laughs> like, I, I called Luke gay like four times yesterday. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that's just gay if you want Henry Cavill to hold you in his arms. That's not the same thing. Like, I, it doesn't count if he's Superman. All right. Anyway, it's not. Um, It doesn't count if he's wearing the cowl. So let me. So let me start by saying that I'm that I've been frustrated with Suicide Squad on a number of levels, particularly because I and I think many others do want it to be the next Arkham game because that is Rocksteady's legacy. Arkham's legacy that is what it is and they chose to extend that Arkham storyline in Suicide Squad that does legitimately bother me and I think it is in conflict with the type of game that it tries to be I did put out my first video review ever recorded it in one take like there's some it, it feels a little amateur in some spots but like I was really proud of that and I hope people do go watch it because my goal with it was to arrive with the feelings that I had detail that for the audience and explain that what I dislike about suicide squad is very different than, than I I guess the experience that some are going to have because I like many am arriving with baggage that comes from the Arkhamverse and this game was, they chose to put it in the Arkhamverse I think the game is in conflict with itself fundamentally because it opens up brilliantly. The opening of the game suggests one thing that the end game experience is wholly different from. And I had a lot of fun at various points in the story, in the game, in the overall. But I think it also does great disrespect with poor gameplay mechanics, poor writing in some spots, 
And what we have is what is clearly a game that was either restarted multiple times and patchworked together mm-hmm. and had different visions. And that is very frustrating to me. I am having a great time playing a very, very well-produced, well-made endgame that only has three missions, which lacks mission variety. Right. But I'm enjoying this part of it because I'm not doing something that narratively is in conflict and badly written. So that is a lot of what I have. I have these conflicting feelings throughout my entire time of Suicide Squad, which I'm at 36 hours at this point. Mm-hmm. I found every Riddler trophy, did all the challenges. I'm in the end game loop, which is diminishing returns at the moment. Um, I've leveled up two characters to max, and now they're on their Paragon boards. I'm doing the next two. What's that? I maxed them all. Already? Oh, nice. Very cool. Um, So, and like, I'm ready. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, That's a lot of time. I've I've put 30 hours. You get a job, you hobo. I do. Sometimes I play at work. Don't call I, me out. I will tell you, Mark. I will tell you before we go back into and, and extract those <laughs> points. I love, love, love some of the story possibilities that are badly told in the game. Yeah. I love some of the stuff that's on the roadmap. Very excited for some of the stuff on the roadmap. I am just sad that this is the nine year wait we thing we got, <clears throat> but that doesn't mean I'm not enjoying parts of the gameplay. In fact, I even call that out in my review. Ains talked about his article 500 times. I'm going to say <laughs> in my review, I literally talk about how the end game is beautiful and frenetic. And just the, the, the screenshots are a mess because you have to learn this game's language and it is a mess of stimulus um, mm. that you've got to adapt to. And so I have a lot of problems with suicide. And I'd rather answer questions okay. or debate because I don't know how, how to say it without so, rethinking my review. I, I, so I feel like you're cold water, I'm warm water, and Ains is piping hot, right? Yeah. So let, I'll, I'll get with my take. I agree with Luke on many things. Um, I, it's, it's weird because I think Suicide Squad is written – it's it's like it has some really great writing and then some like truly awful ideas. Yeah, like what are you doing with this? Uh, yeah, um, for example, you know you're killing the 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 Justice League. I don't know if you know that. And some people have been harking on some of the supposed uh, supposed deaths of said school uh, said uh, team, but it's actually how they're portrayed that I don't like in the slightest. Like in the beginning of the game, Batman is kind of like the general controlling all these troops on the field. Only the most minor of spoilers here. We will not take away big things, but only very small things that we don't think will damage your experience. So if you want to go cold, stop now, but we're not going to like ruin the narrative for you. I haven't even finished the game. So story. Um, I will say that, for a team that's written Batman, mm-hmm. it seems like they don't know Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, th- like, and I, I seen some devs go out there going, no, but like Kev loved his performance. Like, that's great. Like, I love my podcast. Sometimes I put out a bad episode, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's not that like his performance is bad. It's just like, if I, this Batman doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> like he just, constantly talks constantly talks shit like it's it's hey luke luke how funny is it the playstation guys complaining about a character not shutting up 
I know. Jesus it, Christ. I, and honestly, I was like, dude, I, stop talking about your satchel, okay? Like, your stash, whatever you're putting there. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, dude, just just stop talking. Like, let me explore the world. Um, too much. You know, yeah. Uh, there now, are just some characters in- that just seem comp- – and I get it. They're the bad version of themselves, but it's like – this you you're not even Bruce, you know. It's like, can I address it's that? Very strange, yeah. So the irony, the awkward, the frustrating, the pissed off portion of that element it comes in twofold. One, these are meant to be the gods of the DC universe, right? Like yeah. these are the Justice League, and they don't get to have a heroic. Only one of them gets to have a heroic moment of good guy turned bad, and that's when Flash is holding on to Diana's uh, lasso. And again, like I said, very minor spoilers. This isn't ruining anything for you. But she, for a moment, extracts the the real Flash's vibe. And he, she's like, what do I have to do to stop you? And he says, you have to kill us. And that's, that's the real the him. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the moments, none of the characters have a redeeming time of writing. So we don't actually get to see what Jon Stewart was like or let him have a moment where he briefly sees through Brainiac's mind control. Yeah. And in Batman's case, he does never shut up. The the conceit that is out there that many reviewers, including myself in their process, despite a good attention, he's narrating what you're doing or commenting on what you're doing, and he's watching you and hunting you. If you turn and look around in certain moments, you'll see him. That's yep. really cool. Yep. But you can miss it so easily that he just never shuts up. And they're meant to. This is the Arkham callback element that Ains doesn't carry the baggage with. Yep. In Asylum, it's Joker talking to you. In City, it's Hugo Strange. In Night, it is Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yeah. And that's meant to be that extension, that same thing. But and, it's just annoying. And to and like the way that they handle you is like, hey guys, knock it off through like the megaphone. It's like I would have loved. There's some things that I would like. Yeah, Batman's legitimately hunting you. Like he's gonna fight you. Yeah. Like, like a Mister X moment for some of these uh, heroes. That Dude, would I would really hate cool. that. Oh, I would I despise it. that. But anyway, and, and I'm putting my <laughs> ideas into there. So, like, to me, it's just like uh, the writing is is all over the place because the Suicide Squad themselves, the team, written excellently, man. I love how Harley's portrayed. King Shark is the good. Uh, is but just, also, yeah, how is dude. he a villain? He's the nicest guy. He's the nicest dude. I love him. He so just why is he on the no Suicide better. Squad? You just don't know better. Uh, you know, like, Captain Boomerang is just totally obnoxious and he is me. Uh, but like, like they have, and they each all have really great moments as well. The story just kind of meanders at the end after some really just PS two level boss fights um, that are just, it's weird because like, to me, it's like, use the level, like use the traversal that y'all are talking about. There's only one boss fight that truly utilizes it. Well, mm-hmm. um, because There's that's a- the thing. While the the story and the writing is weak, to me, the combat, the you know fighting hordes of of whatever the hell these things are, um, you know traversing through the city. Um, the one thing that I I disagree with your review there, Luke, is like having maxed out every single one of these characters. There is a learning curve to each one, mm-hmm. but once you learn it, you're like, oh my god, this feels really good and it's not like it's it yeah and it's not like a like um oh after you know three hours it's like after like a good 10 15 minutes i feel really comfort uh comfortable you know i think the the one that took me the longest to master was harley and once i got harley's movement right i was like 
actually think she has the best traversal in the game. So the gameplay itself is really great, but it's also content light. Like realistically, there's only three things to do and they all kind of blur into the same thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And that's where this game feels weak. I understand where you're at, Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're coming from a place of Arkham. I typically don't because that was my brother's game. I just watch him play. Um, and so like I'm enjoying this game for what it is, but also realizing that, yeah, this was a this definitely seemed like a whole lot of ideas made it to the cutting room floor somehow they somehow were able to piece something together and it's not the what is and are truly remarkable games in the arkhamverse so i can understand your your disappointment because like for Ains, it's kind of like if you saw christopher nolan right after oppenheimer you're like what's next for from nolan it's flubber remade you know it's (laughs) like you would hate that yeah so i i understand Uh, i I have counterpoints, but we haven't let Ains. Yeah, go for it. Wanna... Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, you give me a lot of for... shit, bro. I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And then no, because we're ending soon. Because I'm starving. Because you made me record at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, like I'm 80 years old. Um, You're the... <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I really like Suicide Squad. I like it an awful lot. Um. I think, and it's funny because I know some of the guys that I'm playing with and talk to are are loving it uh, quite a bit too. And one of the things that I think that I've joked with you about, Luke, is it absolutely feels, and maybe you can call this anecdotal, you can say whatever you want about it, but it absolutely feels like a part of the backlash about this game is that it is not the next Arkham game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it is everywhere. If you read reviews uh you know whatever you do and i've read quite a few now uh like game informers uh brian good guy don't get me wrong i'm not calling out brian but the online editor for game informer who's also by the way i like game informer a lot um they um you know he said i'd rather just go back to playing the arkham games i'm like then do it nothing is stopping you from playing the arkham games you don't have to be playing suicide squad you weren't even reviewing it um like i don't I don't understand the incessant need to focus on this game being something different from the Arkham Trilogy. I understand the Arkham Trilogy is beloved. I understand it. it is one of those games that sits really high up for people like you, Luke. Uh, I get all that, right? Like, I get it. Um, this game is not that. And I just don't like that it's been held to a standard of it's not as good as Arkham. It's not what I wanted out of the game. They've worked on it for years, and it you know it's not perfect. All these kind of arguments around what it is what it isn't versus what it is. Mm. Um, and I don't like that aspect of it. That said, that said, I agree with a, a lot of your guys' complaints. Um, the world can feel very repetitive. You know, there's not a ton of variety in what you're doing moment to moment between the missions, right? Uh, the enemy variety, I think, is lacking. Um, I, I could get into some things. I, I there's aspects of the game that clearly feel like they tried to go one direction, then go another direction and they mm-hmm. pieced it together. So I, I get all that. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm not calling this game a nine or a 10 or anything like that, yeah. but I am really enjoying it. It has a very call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, does it have an addictive gameplay loop? Hell yeah, it does. It's fun yep. as hell to play. Yep. Um, and they nail. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get there. But honestly, I looked just before we were playing. I was playing it earlier today. And I looked. I have 20 hours in the game, and I'm not through the story yet. Um, I'm doing. I'm enjoying myself. I'm doing all the side stuff. I've done all the uh, 
Riddler things, and you know, I'm just exploring, getting loot, and goofing off. Um, but I, the thing that jumps out to me, and I've said this before, is like this. This honestly feels like the division with a giant wacky superhero skin on top of it, mm-hmm. um, because it is a four-player co-op with skill tree, very loot-heavy game with a big open world that you can just go and goof off and loot, and obviously the end game, you know, we talked about. So I'm really enjoying it, I guess I should say, for what it is. Uh, I find myself wanting to play it constantly. That's always a sign of a game I like, right? I want to turn it on and play it. In fact, since I got into Suicide Wealth, I haven't gone back to Suicide Wealth. Suicide Squad, I haven't gone back to Infinite Wealth, and Infinite Wealth is amazing so far. But just because I've been having such fun with Suicide Squad. So... Infinite Wealth, can I hop in that right now and play it without having to play the first one, or would you recommend playing the first one? You can. You just won't get the depth. You you won't get the background of the main characters. Okay. Like him and his friends, but I would recommend those games to anyone. I really do. They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, Can I? Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. there's, There's a point that you keep making. Uh huh. About reviewers blaming it for not being Arkham, and it's I've made a conscious, but I have made that a conscious effort in my review and in my discussions of it. I am angry that it's not Arkham, but I have not taken that out on this game, and that is two different things. I think that's where we clash most. My review and assessment of this game is not informed by my disappointment that it's not an arkham game they never said it would be but they did make conscious choices to put it in the arkham verse and bring elements therein and it those elements because of that confluence of different mishmash styles of writing and gameplay are in conflict with with one another and that is the part like how great is that scene where you go through the arkham verse storyline that's such a cool, it's cool thing. at the beginning yeah. yeah very cool you never do that again or anything similar in in context or element, there's never a moment that you you go back to that, and they're in such. Why would you? That what I'm saying is you don't reach those heights of narrative later on, and okay. what happens consistently is you see these things that you can tell. Oh, they were trying to do Arkham again or not, and it's like either commit or don't because that 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 clash is where i run into such frustration i am disappointed it's not arkham but i think if you hear my review and, and like really hear the like listen to the way that i say things the wording it's not a mat like this game is to me not punished for not being arkham it's punished for bringing about these these gods of this universe that are supposed to be the big bads and giving the lamest boss fights we've ever played yeah. A quadrilogy. Come on, they are. No, tr- they trust are. me. Dude. They're not great. Calling them the lamest boss fights you've ever no, played is a huge trust. Like, They're... if I just may say, why are you saying trust? I finished trust four me. of them. Which uh, what was Whoa. the? Was... So, have you killed Batman? Yeah. Okay, so there was a quadrilogy of games building up the epicness of this character. Here we go, doing it again. I, no, that, that's listen, not take those four games out of it. Take the four games out of it. You got the Batman. <laughs> you went. Um, your mind game. went immediately to it. That's no. You are conflating two. See, that's the problem. That's where I'm getting so pissed off about it. It's like that's not the same thing. 
going you spend a narrative you chose to use the same character you spend four four games worth being epic this the big thing about suicide squad is that they can take on the batman that's a regular thing for deadshot and harley quinn that's their main antagonist protagonist versus element and this guy the boss fight you're don't walking. ruin it don't ruin it don't ruin you're it. walking there's no boss fight there's no real element to that that's the problem is that you build up these great element. These characters are supposed to be some epic thing. The only compelling true moments are Flash and Boomerang's verbiage. Yeah. And even then, and then your real big bad at the end, you will find Ains is just a rehash. And that and it's not the live service reasoning. It's just bad writing, bad gameplay design. That problem, that part sucks. The running, the jumping, the graphics, the the sight, the loot, all dope. But these characters deserved better. I'm not even talking about the heroes, the villains. Harley's writing during the death of the Batman, her main dude. It doesn't match. It's bad. Like it's mm-hmm. not okay to ex- to say it. And it doesn't matter if you bring Arkham baggage to it or not. Harley Quinn and the Batman are rivals. That's a problem, and that's that's the like I'm not bringing Arkham's my angst against the Arkham verse into that. That's a Harley Quinn and Batman problem. Like it's it doesn't do it justice. These are the big bad. They off one. They're like, all right, no, you just you dude. That was your dude. That was the one. That's why you existed. Whatever. It 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 happens. It's not not quite whatever, but I get your point. Yeah. So so that's the part that I I wanted to make. Yeah, no, yes. that the the Batman fight to me, like it like take out the Arkham element, like it's Batman. Like you can't take Batman like it's ba- like this is supposed like I think the first encounter with him is awesome. I really I I yeah. like that. And then the second one's just like I I literally played this boss fight 10 plus years ago, I'm not kidding you. That's an Ulduar uh raid boss in in uh in World of Warcraft. And I'm like this is the same mechanics like Someone just took someone's homework. Like it was, I I was just like, how, how do we get someone so legendary and we make a, a boss fight that just feels just so slow? And when That's, we get there, it feels in the very opening of the game when you that. go I'm, when when you are going through the retelling or whatnot, and you're seeing this cool stuff. One of the neat Easter eggs is they've got like greats exploding, yeah. as if he's there, right? He closed, he appears and he drops doors on you, right? In Suicide Squad itself, if you see him, you shoot him, he disappears. There's awesome moments. He doesn't hunt you at all. You wa- you're walking. It's kind of like Aliens Colonial Marines. Remember that game? The aliens. <laughs> I try not to. to. Right, that's exactly. The aliens are supposed to be hunting you. This epic, incredible buildup. What? Burp, burp, done. Yeah. Shoot the. It doesn't match. That's the part that I get so frustrated by. Yeah. But I do love playing it. Like that's the thing that, that when when you're not playing the boss fights and you're playing the the normal mobs, it's like this is a ton of fun. And I think that's what what some of the issue that I had with, like I think the, the flash fight. Listen, if you can't shoot the flash, I'm sorry that that boss fight's easy. It's a joke. But like the one that I actually truly I, I like the idea was like the Green Lantern fight. But every one of them afterwards just felt like, 
I don't know. They they didn't do a great job marrying the traversal elements uh, of the Suicide Squad with the boss fights. Akin to like, if I think of like Spider-Man 2, um, there are a couple of sequences in that game, some boss fights that use the traversal perfectly. And you're not even in the city when you're doing those fights. Some of them you are, but some of them you aren't. So like there could have been, I don't know. That That's my biggest hang up is like, the the big epic moments don't feel epic, but the small little stuff, the in between stuff, feels really solid. It feels really good. So like at the end of the day, like I fall on this being like it's a good game, um, and I can understand if you're a fan of Rocksteady, you being disappointed with this because you're not ex- not necessarily expecting the 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 game Arkham, but like the quality of of those games are not there here. So I could understand the disappointment there. I'm not holding it against it that it's not Arkham. I like that they tried something new, but not everything comes together at the end. Oh, and Luke's muted because he's so Sorry, stupid. fair enough. I, I was typing. I, a sad side effect of this amazing Metropolis and this amazing traversal is that they are also in conflict. To build, to make their traversal so good, you got to go vertical. By default, if you're going vertical and jumping and hopping and running, you're missing a lot of the very cool art that comes with creating an open verse game. Yeah. You know, and that that's a bummer. And I think they've done a good job with some of the puzzles to get you down in there to see some stuff. There's not quite enough of it, but thankfully the end game uh, seasons are going to bring more, uh, more Riddler trophies, more puzzles, more elements into play. And I'm excited for that too, because after night, like, there's like six trophies it feels like there's like six little chat it's like these are not there's not enough here but i like that their their plan is to distribute those so i can look forward to not only playing as the joker but playing with new weapons more riddler-esque moments to explore more of metropolis and the elseworlds and but i will say in story the elseworlds i thought were handled poorly as well yep um yeah i'm really excited for um what do you call it dinner Um, (laughs) well that too uh, I'm really excited one. for um, uh, season damn one. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new playable Bro- characters, what I was going to yeah. say. Because in a, in a game like this, like a Borderlands style, Division style game, um, having new characters that are not only written well, like in Borderlands, but then new skill trees and new abilities and new traversal, I would assume, right? Um, is really, really cool. So I think it's cool that they're doing that. They have the first four seasons planned already. Um, and literally, uh, I talked about we we had a long discussion on Suicide Squad on last week's Bitcast, and one of the rocks I told you one of the rock study devs reached out to me um, and appreciated the conversation, but basically said like this launches uh, without sharing anything. Obviously, this launches uh, year zero. Like this is just getting their the door open, right? Like the plan is to really expand with these characters and stuff. So and I'm definitely there for either. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like the second coming of Christ. Like it's not like my game of the year, right? Like I know it has faults, but like I am truly enjoy. I mean, obviously, I put thirty hours. I plan to platinum it. So like this this is gonna be my games of service game uh, for at least the next you know good month or two. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, like I'm really excited. Like Joker looks really fun to play. So did, and yeah. some of the other you know DLC guys, you get to. Take a look at after. <laughs> yeah, they're already leaked out there, but oh, okay. Um, but but not even yeah. leaked. Some are leaked, but also they're in. They give you a screenshot, Ains. They will like in game. They tell you yeah. who's coming. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't know that. I won't spoil um, that, but I'm saying they do say or show you pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh yeah, I'm excited. I, I really enjoy it. Like I said, I don't think my my complaints with the game. I understand your guys' complaints uh, outside of the continuing Arkham thing. Um, and I think they're valid, um, but I, I just they don't hold as much weight negatively to me. I liked I really like the way the characters are written. Um, I think it's it's going for this kind of goofy suicide squad uh, approach, which I think they do really well. I like the banter between the characters an awful lot. There's a lot of funny quips and everything, and they did a really good job of having the four people not only feel unique, but as you're going around the city, the way they talk to each other and interact with one another uh is really really well done i don't think they're getting enough credit for that because that's not easy to do you've created four characters you can switch to on the fly who have different abilities weapons and a traversal like that's uh, not weapons. easy to do yeah i don't know that i agree about weapons but i agree with everything else yeah, yeah well i maybe not weapons but build synergy you know yes. what i mean with yeah, the, yeah. absolutely um, yeah, i haven't even played this co-op yet by the way and i'm really excited to if luke will ever you know but oh, by the way i played it i played it with zach and alex on like when when it launched and i'm on xbox alex was on ps5 and zach was on pc and nice. we played fine it's cool yeah i'm glad to hear that because logan and i tried to link up twice and it didn't work he he had there was power out outages for part of it but like i had tr trouble getting in i'm hopeful that and can we make a call out for those that are in the chat if you're playing suicide squad and enjoying look into joining sg's clan or adding us on uh friends list because yeah. there's a really cool element of competition too. yeah like i'm really enjoying but how many like, people can you have in a i don't know but we're like we've done every challenge all the weeklies are, have been done oh, since like shit. the first day like we got, we're, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta yeah i gotta get on this you just gotta send me your name <laughs> yeah. because you don't show on my friends list because you're not xbox so uh, i have to enter your name to, to find you but i can add you yeah okay. hey good shout out to the to the rocksteady devs as well for those of us that played the or bought the like i bought the hundred dollar version me too. They gave 20 bucks of currency for that one down day. And we still need to see their store. How do you get that? I don't think I have that. You do have it. So that's a great, that's kind of what I want to yeah, PS go ahead. for people. Yeah, go ahead. In, once you get your like home base, the Hall of Justice, go to, go to your mailbox. It'll be there for another 20 days. Um, go to your mailbox. It's there. And that's also where you get your rewards from your characters beating up on people or people using your bots. Please use my bots, by the way. They all have their Justice League gear on. They look cool. They've got good weapons. Your um, bots suck. Thanks. Oh, oh wait. You can, oh, you can <laughs> so like there's a cool bot. Dragon's Dogma element. Yeah, you that can, is pretty dope. I so, so here's the funny, the ironic thing. I don't like using other people's bots because I want my guys to look like my guys. Oh, but, okay. But oh like, yeah, I think I don't use your people, but use mine. Uh huh. But I and you get a. Uh, switching that in once the store well once the store kind of expands and brings cooler outfits and we get to see what people want to build and once people have had time to get their infamy sets and their synergies then you've got a lot of cool options yeah. that's what i'm saying the end game is beautiful and frenetic and i'm really stoked for it but yeah um, that's that's another really cool feature is you can use your three friends can be people on your friends list can be your bots and they mm -hmm. get rewards and resources and loot just for you using their bot Oh, so I'm, so, yeah, I'll definitely use yours. Holy shoot. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, that's what I'm kind of saying is like, I get the complaints from this perspective over here, but as a guy who, like, you know me, I play a lot of looter shooters. I play a lot of live service games, right? And you look at all this, all the things this game does well. And it's like, dude, it's doing a lot of stuff. Like, it's not getting credit for. And that's, that's where I get a little annoyed. Also, like the, 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 
the uh, animations, like facial animations, to dude, boot, like they're, the texture incredible. quality on even on console is nuts. It's, yeah. Like they look amazing outside yeah. and inside cinematics. I'm just like, like sometimes like Harley Quinn's like she's going in the air and like I, I turn around just to see and like her, the animations outside of cin beautiful it's nuts. It's nuts. So people that are side by sighing the the Arkham Knight Harley, uh, they're oh, like, bullshit. Well, not just that, but like it's not that's not a fair one to one. One's existing in a dynamic open world and it yeah. looks great in motion. The other is is a bit more sexualized and meant to be <laughs> in that. And one of the cool things about it, this is a good acknowledge Harley even jokes about it. She's like, not a chance. I'm gonna wear something more modern. And I'm like, go on. <laughs> there was that okay. Funny thing. I know Ains is hungry, but um funny oh, thing. God. He went now, guys, he wants to go later, guys, Joe. I'm I sorry. love guys. I, I just love, got I just got a DM. I just oh my god, you guys, get a DM? You know. I got a DM. Holy shit, this is not bullshit for clout or anything. I'm guys. Oh my god. Um, I just got a DM from someone very big in this this industry, and they said we need to wrap it the fuck up because Ains is so hungry right now. <laughs> this is my life every week. He's you're dying. gonna live I'm it. Seeing him. He's in pain. This is my life every week when All your right. guys are like, Can we go later? I'm like, I get up at 4 30 a.m. Okay, last thing. <laughs> My favorite, Sorry, favorite blew thing, your guys ears out. Favorite thing about the 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 people that are talking about it, like the narrative outside, is is all the people that are like it's woke, Walker, har, har, har. and oh, like Jesus, yeah. There's a there's a gun store next to a pride flag. The gun store is in all pink, surrounded by the Justice League, and I'm like, they're trolling people. I like because yeah. like, you know somebody's <laughs> like or like the quarterings out there, like oh, you made it political. And it's like, <laughs> like, shut up! And they're a government agency out to kill people. But I loved that because, like, yeah. I feel like I can see that picture, and I know, like, the January Six mob and Marjorie Taylor yeah. Green are like, we've got to stop the Suicide Squad <laughs> every time I enter the Hall of Justice. <laughs> I got to see a rainbow. That's right. All right. All like, right. Shut up. Shut up. This is That's a Chili's. Good. Yeah, I got a kick out of it. Thanks for listening to me, Van. I appreciate the, the me getting to make a point because yeah. I don't think it's Arkhamverse baggage that changes the frustrations. And I'm excited. I think it, for does, I think it has for a lot of people. Yeah, that really I agree do. with. Yeah. Not me. And I think that's where I'm like, I'm not Dustin. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but anyway. No. Oh, I think you guys. I think you guys oh, share some quality traits. Sure. Yeah, we get it. I'm autistic, but it's, <laughs> but like, come on, like he. he I'm not he just if he had just shut up, like he'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just right. be quiet, bro. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Okay. That said, listen, it's time for us to head on out of here. Um, you know. Yeah, this pain ains is what you put me through every week when it's 10 30 my time, and I'm like <laughs> it'll be up in five and a half hours. 10 30 to 5 30 it does not equal five and a half hours. It's it's six, right? <laughs> Is it no. six? He, oh, he's a teacher. He teaches the youth. You have to like bring your, talk you, about what it. What do you it guys have shutdown time? Like this is a real question. Doesn't it take you shutdown time to like wind down after a show? There's a lot of lights and stuff flying at me right, when we do. Christ. No, okay. There's a lot of lights flying at me. <laughs> yeah, you got a light here, a light here. You guys, there's just chat. Like that's a lot of stimulus. How, how do you get through down? your days? <laughs> Are you okay? That's honest to God why I'm burned out at the end of a day.
It's I a lot. So many times I'm like, sometimes I'm like, it's like 4.30, I message a t- chat and I'm like, oh, Luke hasn't responded. Oh, he's probably taking a nap. <laughs> like, it's just. Uh, love, my favorite message from oh, Joe the past week was, I have one day off and Luke needs to de-stimulate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work is hard for me. Like, it's a lot of social. It's a lot of. I know. I know you're not used to it. Buddy. You guys get yeah. me in the evening. I'm ter- like, we no, record hey. SP in the mornings. Hey, I'm patting you on the head. You did a, yeah, you did a good yeah. job, bud. I'm real proud of you. Good hey, job, high buddy. five. High five, Some, buddy. Like, please <laughs> click like on my video. I get it. I'm on the spectrum. Thank you. Uh, um, Luke, what do you got? Call it out. All right. Uh, I just did an interview with Steven Totillo, which I enjoy, <laughs> which I enjoyed doing. And a lot of people did check out, which I appreciate. Um, and I just put up my first video review for XCP. Logan and I doing that together, uh, which I appreciated also because it was fun to learn. And to the nice process. job, Logan. No, I, I was. I, I, oh, OK. All right. I thought I you was, were just trolling me. All I want is Ains. No, praise, because guys. you said he, he did the footage and edited it. I was. Shouting out Logan for doing that. He did. He did a great job, and I was really. See, sometimes we joke too much, and then you can't tell when we're actually yeah, giving that is true real compliments. That is true because I'll go to Logan and be like, "Hey, they're being mean to me." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love it if people check that out. Um, and just check out XCP in general. I had a flubbed episode where my mic was too hot, and people were still really cool. Uh, we had a great community episode. I'm just really grateful and thankful for that community because it sucks when people are always negative on socials. And they are constantly positive. And so I'm grateful to them, to Logan. We got a review of the new Turtle Beach controller that we're going to be working on. We're just trying to grow and change XCP because we eliminated a patron show. And we're changing stuff. And it's just fun to, to be on that journey with people. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I, you know what? Oh, sorry, Ains. You go. I was going to you know, tag along to that one. But I, re- I remember how the show ends. That's pretty usual, just like every other. Uh, I was simply going to say Logan's in the chat. So if, when he comes back, we can use this again, which will be cool. Yeah, so, can't wait. Can't I love Logan on on cast. It was actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was fun to watch. Good show. Um, yeah, no. Uh, let's see what do we got. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of reviews going on right now. So, a uh, review of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is up from Alex, who knocked Ooh, that nice. one out for us. We Alex, have, you uh, freaking weeb. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, I think he put that word in the review at some point that I nice. edited out. Um, <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, we have Banishers in progress. We have oh, uh, Hell Divers in progress. We have, uh, I think we've got a bunch. Anyway, bunch of reviews coming. Um, yes, as I joked and Luke joked, uh, I did put my article up earlier today on Xbox and just thoughts. If you want to read that, I'd appreciate it. Um, and then BitCast, obviously, on Sunday morning at 11. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot of Infinite Wealth. Uh, a lot of Xbox and probably some other games that Travis has been playing as well. Cause I know he's reviewing banishers as well. Uh, I don't know what the embargo is off the top of my head though. So okay, but cool. that's Starting. it. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. shout out to everyone in chat. We, we, we hit like nearly a hundred concurrent tonight for cast, which I think is the highest we've ever had. Yeah. So this was a great show for cast. Someone um, heard Ains was mocking RDX and that's what happened. <laughs> they came in to check <laughs> by the way what happened i haven't talked to like i haven't been in the channels what happened to dealer anyway I don't, huh. what did happen i don't know i don't i, I no, don't like, know like dealer did something like, happened he like, like did, he like he like stepped away for a while it's like something was going on so i don't know if he's oh, okay no. i was seriously asking yeah. i was just teasing yeah. i don't know what happened i hope he's okay i hope his family's okay i was just making a joke 
Oh, I right. thought that's what you were joking about. No, no, um, no, no. Like I was just because I said that you were messing with Xbox content creators earlier. No, no. Like oh. anyway, yeah. But yeah. I hope okay. all's good I, there. I, I haven't talked to that. anyone. Yeah. Way to land anyway. that one on your feet there, Luke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> real good great job. job. Real, 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 real class act over here. <laughs> um, no, we just made fun of Tim Dog and Cold Eastwood. That was, you know, nature's gonna and start. And we'll continue to week. do so. Yeah, we will start making better content. And stop being an embarrassment. You're grown men. All right, relax. All right. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't make content so that, like, you know, I hope, like, people can enjoy it, not for, like, clout. You know, I, I always make a video going, like, a family member could be watching this. God forbid I my wish, mom watches this, you know? swear to goodness, I wish I was as talented in it as, the, as some of them are, cult yeah. included. Sure. I wish I was that talented. Sure. Aim, 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 aim your talent. That's right. Yeah, your That's maturity right. should match your talent. There you go. Um, you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find my show over at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where this week me and Kyle talk about something similar here through the PlayStation perspective. We talk about the rumored PlayStation handout. We talk about our impressions of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, and Kyle gets real weeb about it. It's it's actually really great to see. It's beautiful to see. Nature's healing. Um and yeah, and just shout out to the Trophy Room community as I've seen a few folks uh, from there uh, in the chat. Y'all are wonderful. Like seeing the amazing questions, uh, just like, man, y'all are so smart and usually much smarter than I. So thank you all so much for just being just the, the best. And also the season gaming community. Y'all are just awesome, reasonable people. Big you time. know that? I hope, I hope you listening in your car, cubicle, wherever, you know that you're good people you know you're just you're doing the best you can with they're awesome you have. It's great. yeah yeah they're yeah, awesome maybe. uh by yeah. the way uh midnight i don't know if midnight is together, still guys. here i hope that they are because they gifted a sg membership earlier on oh, in the show you. and awesome. we were so wrapped up in the details of the xbox conversation Ooh. that i forgot to put it up so dreary gifts a membership almost every show we do every big cast um so thank you very very much i hope you're still here if not, I will shout you out on Big Cats on Sunday. Yeah. Also, if you clip out anything, please leave Vans out of it. It's all just to point it all to the at insipid ghost. That's my real handle at insipid ghost. Excuse me. That's just the expansion pass. The expansion yeah, pass. We're rebranding. Right. Yeah. Sorry. For future proofing. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> um, keep, uh, keep, keep, keep kissing it. Keep. <clears throat> Keep guessing that call up. 